You're listening to the Trace Church Rock Rimmon podcast. Would you pray with me? Father, we know that your love has no limits. We know that your hope has no limits. We know that your grace has no limits. And so, God, we're inviting you into hundreds of homes this morning as we gather as your church, and we're doing it differently. Father, and I pray that you bless it. Father, I pray that you would meet us here. Father, I pray that you would give us a word today that would encourage us, that would help us to move forward together. Father, today is just like any other day. Today is about you, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, I want to welcome every single one of you that is joining us online today. We are thrilled that you're here. My name's Aaron. I'm the lead pastor here. And we know that some, some of you may be joining us for the first time. And let me take that a step further. Some of you may be joining church for the first time because all of these events that are happening around us, things that just kind of feel uncertain, have potentially caused you to look to God for the first time in your life. And if that's you, I want to say welcome. We're incredibly grateful to hear and that you're a part of this. Yes, the church is not a building, and we're going to be learning that even more than we ever have over the next few weeks. The church is not a building, and so today we have one church, but in hundreds of locations, and so we're incredibly thrilled and grateful that you're joining us uh, from wherever you're joining us. But can I ask you to do, a, do me a favor? You might be trying to multitask right now. You might be trying to cook breakfast at the same time as experienced church. And can I, can I ask you, can I encourage you to set aside everything else that you have going on right now and to engage? Because I believe the word that God has given me today is a word that many of us, if not all of us, need to hear. And so if you'll just take this moment and engage with what we're going to be communicating to you this morning, uh, it would mean a lot to me. Now, we know that doing church online has its benefits, right? I mean, you don't have to worry about parking. There's no parking problems. You can get up and refill your coffee at any time. You can relax in your pajamas. And by the way, uh, I wore my most relaxing sweatshirt today because I get to participate in this a little bit too if I can. And then the last one, you can mute me. If you don't like what I have to say, you can just mute me, but hopefully you don't feel the need to do that. But let's get real. Because life as we know it, it's going to be different for the next few months. Working from home, social distancing, restaurants are closed, grocery stores have been ransacked. Unfortunately, some people will lose their jobs. Parents are learning how to homeschool. Employers are trying to figure out how to make payroll. Many students, unfortunately, are not going to get to experience prom this year, maybe even graduation. And churches all across this nation are trying to figure out how best to minister to you in a time where things are just kind of crazy, right? I mean, the time where we'd love to have the doors of this church open maybe more than any other time in our life, it's actually a time where we feel it's most helpful to keep them closed. And with all of this bad news, we might be tempted to say, you know what, screw it. Like, screw it, and we just allow our lives to kind of fade away from the things that right now we need to be focusing on. Maybe we allow our lives to drift away from things where now, maybe more than ever, we need to be the most determined. So can I get real, really quick? Guys, your struggle with porn, it's going to be tested right now. For those of you that maybe have been in addiction in the past, there may be the temptation to slide back into that addiction. So can I encourage you, stay strong and stay in the fight. 
Maybe for some of you, you've been experiencing a lot of emotions and you're allowing your emotions to maybe overcome you and you're allowing your emotions to be the dictators of your life and the direction that you're going. Can I say stay strong and stay in the fight? It might be a temptation for us to, in a time where we're told to isolate, that we want to self-medicate by the overconsumption of alcohol, maybe by the use of marijuana or prescription drugs, whatever it could be. Can I encourage you to stay strong and stay in the fight? Because what we do now, listen to me, listen to me, what we do right now will determine who we're going to be on the other side of this. Can I say it again? What we do right now will determine who we're going to be on the other side of this. But let me, let's like, take a pause really quick and uh, maybe hit on this from a lighter note. I bet a lot of us have kind of loosened our grip on health and wellness and on what we eat. Maybe you've been stress eating a little bit, and so a lot of us have potentially gained five pounds. Can you raise your hand? Anybody gained five pounds since all of this started? Yeah, instead of calling it the freshman 15, maybe we'll call it the COVID-19. Now, that, that was funny right there, and I know there's nobody here to laugh, but this picture, I think, is a really good picture to describe what well, we may look on the other side of this. Yeah, before lockdown and after lockdown. Now, there's nobody here to laugh at my joke, so I'm going to need a little help today. And so here's a little bit of laughter for us. <laughs> uh, by the way, really quick on a side note, one of the things that we're going to be putting together for you guys in the coming days is we're going to put together what we're calling Trace Experts where we're going to be interviewing people who come to Trace that are experts in their field and ways that it can encourage you. For instance, we're going to be uh, interviewing the general manager of D1 Fitness that's right next door to us this week, and she's going to be helping you out and learning, like, how, how do you stay fit at home during this time as well as many others. We're going to be interviewing counselors and teachers, and so just make sure you stay tuned for that. But guys, listen to me. Now, it's not the time to let go. Now is not the time to get lazy. Now is the time for us to be determined, maybe more than we've ever been in our life. Now is the time to listen not only to God and what he says in his word, but to listen for the voice of God because he's trying to guide us in the direction that he wants us to go. And there are a lot of false shepherds out there that are trying to lead us the wrong way. We're going to talk about that here in a moment. But maybe here's how I could say it best. Do not let this season go to waste. Do not let this season go to waste because every hard season also brings with it opportunity. And I believe right now, maybe more than any other time in our life, God has got our attention. And maybe there's something that he can do in our life right now that he couldn't have done two weeks ago because right now we're leaning into him and we need him in a way that maybe we've never needed him before in our lives. And so can I encourage you once again, do not let this season go to waste. But I also want to remind you that we have, a, we have an enemy, a very real enemy. And our enemy, he wants us to panic. He wants to cripple us with fear. Our enemy wants to convince us that just because we can't gather in this room together, that we can't grow together. Make no mistake about it. This is an opportunity for our enemy to breed within us a type of selfishness, this kind of encouragement to us where he's trying to say, hey, just fend for yourself. Just focus on yourself. Hoard as much toilet paper as you can or whatever it looks like for you. But Jesus, he says, not so with you. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve 
and to give his life as a ransom for many. Maybe the best thing that any of us can do in this crisis is to invite God to guide us through this. Maybe the best thing that any of us can do through this time of a crisis, of a time of uncertainty, is to let this be our mantra. Don't just get through it. Grow through it. Don't just get through it. Grow through it. And I've been incredibly encouraged because I've already, I've already watched this happen with so many people. Like Spencer, a guy who comes here to Trace, and he works at REI, and he's a bike mechanic, and he was told to go home like many of you and to stay at home, and he's put it out there. It's like, hey, if anybody wants their bike worked on during this time, I'll do it for free. That's Jesus. I think of people like Tabitha, who used to be a school teacher. She's now a stay-at-home mom, and she knows that there's going to be a lot of children during this time that don't have the adequate amount of nutrition because they rely on school lunches, and she's put it out there. It's like, hey, if anybody needs any help, if anybody needs any food, no judgment but we're here for you. That's Jesus. We've had several of you that have become runners here at Trace where you're taking food, you're going to the grocery store for some of the elderly in our community here at Trace and both just people in our community and you've been going to the grocery store for them to pick up groceries for them. I've had teachers that have reached out to me and said, Aaron, let me know if there's any parents that need help with some homeschooling tips. We've had several of you that have reached out and said, hey, just let me know how can I help and our group leaders, I've been so proud of our group leaders because they're staying engaged via the tools that have been giving to, given to them digitally, and they're still meeting as a group even though they're doing it online through like group chats because they're determined during this time that even though they can't meet in, be, be in each other's presence, that they can still be purposeful and pastoral in this time. Guys, I want to encourage you. This is a time for us not to let go, but to lean in. The coronavirus, it will come and go. But what we do now during this crisis could actually have a lasting impact. It reminds me of something that the Apostle Paul said when he wrote to the first century church in Corinth. And we read this in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He says this, he says, Now we see things imperfectly. It represents a big part of our life, doesn't it? Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then we will see thing, everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. Isn't that so true? But then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. But three things, three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Over the next few weeks, this is exactly what we want to talk about. The whole idea behind this evergreen series was to look at these three attributes of God that never fade away. In other words, on the other side of the coronavirus, faith, hope, and love are still going to be just as real as they are now. Now, I want to be careful here because I do not want to diminish whatsoever. I do not want to diminish that this time and this season and this crisis, it's rough. It's rough. But personally speaking, and maybe I can speak for you, during this time, I want my faith to grow. I want my hope in Jesus to grow. I want to get to know the love of God, and I want to show the love of God in ways that I never have. In other words, I don't want this crisis to go to waste, because I believe God can do something in me, and I believe he can do something in and through you that may not be available on the other side of this. And to build this point, 
what I want to do is I want to use Psalm 23. And in Psalm 23, uh, we're going to hear the psalmist David describe what it's like to potentially go through a difficult time in our lives. And I'm going to break this down and give us some incredibly practical points for it. In the beginning of this psalm, he says this simply, The Lord is my shepherd. Now this is a metaphor that we often see uh, even referenced with Jesus in the New Testament. This idea of being a shepherd. And I believe this metaphor accurately depicts a lot of who Jesus is in our lives because he's trying to guide us. Just like a good shepherd would, he's trying to guide us in the direction that he knows he wants us to go. He's trying to guide us away from the things that he knows will cause us harm. And I think we've, I think we've got to recognize that in this metaphor, we're the sheep. And sheep are pretty stupid. And if we could just be honest this morning, sometimes we can be pretty foolish, can't we? Sometimes we may be like, well, God, I know you want me to do that, but over there, I mean, the, pa- the pastors look greener over there. And Jesus said, no, 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 listen, listen, listen. I know a better way. I know a better way. You see, there's a possibility that right now that we're not allowing Jesus to be our shepherd. In other words, we're allowing other things to guide us. I would call these false shepherds. And you need to know that right now, maybe more so than other times in our life right now, we need to be incredibly cautious of these false shepherds, the false shepherd of fear who's trying to guide you right now, the false shepherd of greed, the false shepherd of insecurity, and the false shepherd of doubt all in which are likely to surface right now. And all of them are trying to capture your life, your mind and your attention and your emotions, and they're trying to take you somewhere that Jesus doesn't want us to go. And so right now, maybe more than any other time in our life, we need to look to Jesus as our true shepherd, our good shepherd, because he wants to guide us through this, because he doesn't want us to just get through it. Listen to me, he wants us to grow through it. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing He makes me, pay attention to those words, he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters and he refreshes my soul. (laughs) For some of you, maybe this is an opportunity. Maybe God could use this time in history as a time to show you that you've been living at such an incredible incredibly crazy and chaotic pace in your life that you started to lose sight of the things that you should have been focusing on. Potentially your faith, maybe your family. And now maybe is the time for you as you're forced to stay in your home to maybe slow down and think, you know what, I do, I do need to refocus back in on the things that matter the most in our life. And this is an opportunity for God to get your attention and say, slow down and make sure that you're focusing on the things that I want you to focus on. Maybe that's an opportunity for us. But (laughs) if I'm, again, being transparent, as an extrovert, like, this is rough. This is rough. My wife and I are huggers, and we're not allowed to touch anybody, and this is kind of crazy for us, and we're told to stay in our home, and we want to go out and meet with people. Now, for you introverts, it's like you just won the lottery, isn't it? just some encouragement for me in, in between here. Yeah, you introverts are like, how long are they telling us to stay in our house? Can we, can we double that? Like, this is the lottery for you. We get it, we get it. But it's tough for us extroverts. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. It's possible that some of us will be tempted during this time. Maybe you do something awesome. Maybe you help your neighbor. Maybe you help people that are in need. And it's possible that we'll be tempted to be like, hey, look what, look what I'm doing. Hey, hey, look at me. Look what I'm doing. 
No, everything that we do during this time, especially in service, is for his name's sake. And I also want to encourage you from this that this may be an opportunity, unlike any other opportunity we've had, to bring up Jesus to people, to leverage this moment in time, to leverage our influence. And as, a, as you're talking to people, can I strongly encourage you, can I strongly encourage you just to take a moment and say, hey, can I pray for you? about anything? Is there anything in your life that I could pray for right now? Because I, I believe right now, maybe more, again, I'm going to keep saying this, maybe more than any other time in people's lives, they're going to be open to this. They're going to welcome this. And so maybe for you, you could just say, hey, is there something I could pray for you about? And then if you want to go a step further, after they tell you something that you could pray for, maybe you could say, hey, could I pray for you right now? Now, some of you, that may be a big step, but I can assure you, I, I would promise you, there's going to be people that would absolutely welcome that into their life right now. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, can I say it differently? Even though I walk through the valley of the coronavirus, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Now let me give you some historical context there for this phrase, you anoint my head with oil. You see, in the first century, and actually during the time, way before the first century, honestly, uh, in the time that David is writing this psalm, what they would do for the sheep is they would anoint their heads with ointment. They would put ointment on their heads because as the sheep were grazing, oftentimes there were these little snakes called adders that would like shoot up from the ground and bite the sheep on their head, oftentimes going unnoticed to the shepherd. But if they were already anointed, if they already had ointment on their head, the healing, uh, you know, the healing properties of the ointment would begin in that moment. Maybe God is wanting to use this moment to prepare us for something in the future. Now, again, you're not going to hear us say God's causing this but I do believe God, without a doubt, is going to use it. And maybe God can use this season of time, this crisis, this time of uncertainty, to, do, to build something inside of us, a type of resilience in our faith, a type of perseverance that's going to better prepare us for the future. Would you invite that into your life? God, would you use this season of time to develop me, to prepare me for something that's coming in the future? And surely your goodness and love, surely... Your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You see, in the midst of hearing a plethora of cancellations, there are some things you cannot cancel. You cannot cancel the goodness of God. You cannot cancel the love of God. In the midst of feeling distance between us and others, we serve a God who will never distance himself from us. In the midst of feeling like so many things in our lives are uncertain, there are some things that will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And our shepherd, who should be guiding our lives, who we're asking to guide our lives through this uncertain time, not only does he want us to get through this, he wants us to grow through it. He wants to grow our faith. He wants to grow our hope, and he wants to grow our love, because you can't cancel those things. So Trace, here's what I want us to do. I'm going to give us five areas of follow-through that I want, to, I want to strongly encourage that we stay engaged with during this time, the season of time that we really don't know what the end date is just yet. And here are the five things that I want us to follow through with. Number one, stay connected to us. Right now you're watching. I don't know where you're watching from, 
but you can enter prayer requests through our app. You can enter prayer requests on the, on the feed that you're watching uh, at this very moment. We've got an online pastor, Josiah, that's going to be responding to you and praying for you. And so make sure you stay connected to us through this time. This is not the time to disconnect from church. Can I say it again? This is not the time to disconnect from church. So every Sunday for the foreseeable future, we're going to set this time aside, 10 o'clock, and I'm going to ask and encourage you to set aside as well. This is a time where I'm going to encourage you, humbly ask you to set up online giving. You can't come here. And so we have different online giving platforms. You can go to our website. You can do this on our app. And maybe you heard this. Um, the government's talking about giving, sending some checks to every home in America, like two checks. Every home in America is going to receive two checks. Now, my family's already talking about how uh, we may not need that. This may be a season of time where we may not need that extra income, so how could we use it? Could we give it to the church or give it to a local business? And so Emily and I decided that we we're going to at least give away one of those checks. Now, let me be clear. It's going to be her check. It, it won't be my check. <laughs> There you go. All right. I want you to serve selflessly. I want you to serve selflessly. Now, we're going to have to get creative in how we do this. And so I would encourage you that if you come up with unique ways of how to serve people during this time, that you would share them with us. You would post it online and let other people learn from your wisdom or your good idea of how we can serve one another through this time. I want you to start reading your Bible every single day. And many of you know that that's not been... It's not been a value for you for a while. It's not been a priority for you for a while. And maybe, again, now more than any other time in your life, we need to stay connected to God. And we need to listen to God in his word, and we need to listen for God. So pray and stay. Maybe remember those two words. Pray and stay. Pray and stay. Pray and stay in the word of God. And the last thing that I would tell you is this. Listen to me. Stop allowing fear to be a false shepherd in your life. Stop allowing doubt to be a false shepherd in your life. Stop allowing insecurity to be a false shepherd in your life. There are false shepherds that are going to try to lead you through this time, but I don't want you to allow them any space in your mind, any space in your life. We have a good shepherd who will guide us in the right direction. Again, when we think we need to go over here, he's telling us, no, 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 no. I have a better way. And so during this time, we're going to follow our good shepherd because he will always lead us in the right direction. Let me pray for us. Father, it's easy for us to be distracted. It's easy for us to be consumed by false shepherds. It's easy for us to allow fear and doubt and insecurity and even greed to take over in our lives. And so, God, I pray now more than ever that we are looking to you as our shepherd to guide us through this time, this season, however long it will be, because we do know that it will end. And on the other side of this, we want to look back and we want to see that our faith grew. We want to see that our hope grew. We want to see that our love grew through this time. We don't want to just get through it, God. We want to grow through it. And we know that you can do that, that you can leverage this moment of time to make us stronger now than we've ever been, to make us more intentional now than we've ever been, to make us more determined now than we've ever been in our lives. But it's going to take us looking to the only shepherd that should be guiding us, your son Jesus. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Well, I'm going to lead us in what we call a time of response. And some of you might not be prepared for this right now, but every week we want to celebrate in communion with you. 
And so if you're not prepared right now, you could pause this if you want, get up and maybe find some bread or a cracker and some juice or some wine and take this moment to celebrate with us. And the way that we do this here at Trace and what we're going to encourage you to do as you're experiencing church at home and church online is we want you to take the bread or the cracker that represents the broken body of Jesus. And then we want you to take some juice that represents his blood. And we remember that Jesus gave his life for us. And because Jesus gave his life for us, once we put our faith and trust in him, he is in the business of redeeming all things, even a season that feels so uncertain. And so I want to encourage you to take this moment with your family. Again, this is for those of us that have already determined to become followers of Jesus, that we've made that decision in our life. And I want you to celebrate in communion right now. Now, for those of you that are watching, and maybe, maybe you're watching right now, somebody invited you to watch, and maybe for the first time in your life you're thinking, this is a decision I've been putting off. This is a decision that I need to make. And you're ready to give Jesus your life. You're ready to hand him over your life. You're ready to accept that you're a sinner in need of grace and that Jesus died for your sins, and there's nothing that you have to do to earn his love. All you have to do is submit in what the Bible calls repent. And if you want to do that in this moment, we invite you to do that and then just let us know whether it's via Facebook or you message us through our app, whatever it looks like. Let us know that you've made a decision. We want to celebrate that with you. And by the way, our baptism is going to be open throughout the week until they tell us not to, uh, that we want to allow you to come in and we're willing to baptize you and celebrate that with others on Sundays as we gather together like this. And so if you're ready to make a step of faith and be obedient in baptism, we'd invite you to let us know and we'll schedule that We'd love to be a part of that with you. It's the best decision you could ever make in your life. I'm going to pray for us, and the worship team is going to lead us in one more song, and then we'll be dismissed. Father, thank you again for this morning. Father, even in our homes, we don't ever want to overlook the importance of communion. And so, God, we invite you into our hearts and minds right now. And, God, if there's something that I said today that you said through me that somebody needed to hear, would you encourage them to write it down, to take some time and reflect on it? And as we take communion together as a church, Father, that they would remember that you are in the business of redeeming things. You're in the business of transforming lives. That's who you are and it's what you do. And we know that power is made available through the cross and what Jesus accomplished there. And so, God, we, saw, we pause right now to say thank you for that. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.